Really good to be back on Search the Scriptures today. We welcome all of our listeners. We're so thankful that you're there. And we pray that as we spend this time together together today, that your knowledge of God's Word will grow and that you will become more appreciative of all those rich teachings and truths, promises, encouragements, and yes, even those chastisements and rebukes and corrections that are given to us in the Scriptures. You know, everything that is there has been given to us by God for our good, for our benefit, to guide us to the best life that mankind can possibly live in this world with the greatest direction, and that is pointed toward heaven, and with the greatest hope, that is eternal life. All of that's there, incorporated right into God's word. And so there's not much better, if anything, that we could do to help you in life than to help you learn God's word wherein is the message of true life. So we pray that as we study together today and each day on this program, that you are moving closer and closer toward that eternal life. Dennis Stackhouse, good to be back with you today, brother. Thank you, Gary. It is certainly a delight for me to be on the program with you today and to have all of our listeners tuned in to search the scriptures We are very thankful, as always, that you've chosen to do that. We appreciate you being with us. You know, you you speak in your opening remarks, Gary, about how God knows what's best for us. And we realize God is our creator. You know, he is the one who created mankind. He created everything that we know, everything we can see around us. He created the universe. Who better? than our creator to understand us and to know what we need in our lives, how we need to live, how we need to act, how we need to react, even how we need to think. And as you said, God has given us all this information. As Peter put it in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. And what a great blessing that is for us. We need to take advantage of it by learning God's word, by making the application in our own personal lives, and then by living faithfully until the time of our physical death. Amen. We are here from from an eternal perspective, but for a moment, aren't we? Oh, very short time. (laughs) Even though it may seem like it gets draggy sometimes, you know. (laughs) (laughs) We're really here just for a brief time. I like the way James put it. He said, uh, your life is like a vapor. You're here for a little while, and then you vanish away. Yes, yes. You get the image of that whiff of smoke that comes up from a wick of a candle that has just been blown out, Mm -hmm. and it just kind of drifts up for a few moments, and Mm -hmm. then it's gone. That's right. No indication that it was ever there. That's right. Or the fog in the morning when you wake up and it's there across mm-hmm. the landscape. And mm-hmm. within just oh, an hour or two, perhaps, no indication that it was ever there. That's right. That's life it is. in this world. So we need to be where we need to be where how we live our lives mm-hmm. in this world, because it's going to be like that whiff of smoke or that fog or that vapor that's only there for a little while, mm-hmm. and then it's gone, mm-hmm. and we're going to be faced then with eternity. We will be. And that's forever. 
It is. Yes. Well, we're talking about getting prepared for that in this particular study. Mm -hmm. We're looking at James chapter 1 in verse 27, where James talks to us about pure and undefiled religion. Now, he says that it is first what? Well, first of all, he said it is to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. And what he means there by visit is to watch over, mm -hmm. care for, mm -hmm. take care of, yes. assist in their needs. Yes, that's right. And that might be a good study for us sometime. It's uh, certainly maybe a little bit of a technical study. It goes all the way back into the Old Testament and then mm -hmm. through the New Testament. But I think very beneficial study. Mm -hmm. But the second part is where we're really focusing. There, James said, to keep oneself unspotted from the world. To keep oneself unspotted from the world. Mm -hmm. There is a way that goes with living in this world when one's perspective or focus is simply this world. Yes, that's right. And that's ultimately ways of sinfulness. Yes, it is. And that sinfulness will lead to spiritual and eternal death, Romans 6 and verse 23. Yes, that's right. It's a, it's a terrifying prospect to think of that, Gary, and yet so many people, I'm afraid, fail to take it seriously. And Jesus said, in fact, that most people are living that way. Yes, he did. Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14, he spoke about two different roads a person could travel in this life. And the one road, it appears to be very easy. It's like a very wide, broad highway, if we want to put it in terms we can understand. No speed limits, no traffic signals. You can just get on it and go as fast as you want. No rules. But Jesus said the end of that road is destruction. And he was talking, of course, about eternal destruction. Yes, and he's talking about two spiritual roads there, isn't he? He certainly is. The other one, which is straight and narrow, mm -hmm. the way of truth, mm -hmm. that leads to eternal life in yes. heaven. Yes, exactly right. Well, that's basically the contrast that James is trying to point out here. Mm -hmm. He says, you know, pure and undefiled religion is to keep oneself unspotted from the world. In other words, not live in the ways of the world not travel down that, as you said, broad, wide, with no rules highway that leads to destruction. Yes, that's the one we want to avoid. And we want to live on that highway or along that way of life that is the way of truth. Mm -hmm. That is narrow because truth is narrow. That's right. And it is straight because truth is straight. Mm -hmm. And we want to go down that way because its, its ultimate end is heaven itself. Yes, that should be the goal for every one of us who are Christian individuals. Yes, yes. Now we've been looking here in the first couple of programs in this particular study, we've been looking at the contrast between the ways of the world and the ways of Christianity, mm -hmm. faithful Christianity. And we noted in Philippians chapter 3, verses 17 through 20, that our citizenship in Christian, uh, in, as Christians is not in this world. That's right. And uh, I, I love the way Paul put that. He, in, t in speaking to Christian individuals, he said, our citizenship is in heaven. Yes, in heaven itself. Yeah. Now, we live here in this world. We do. But we understand what Paul is trying to say is, 
our real life is not here. Mm -hmm. That's not where our real focus should be. No. It's in heaven. No, this is just a temporary existence. And as we said earlier, very, very brief. Very brief indeed. And we need to be living in, while we're still in this world, moving toward heaven. Exactly. Getting ready for heaven. Yes, indeed. You know, somebody goes to school when they're five years old or so. Mm -hmm. And they spend the next, oh, 13 to maybe 17 years, more than that if they go on to graduate school, mm -hmm. in school. Yeah, that's right. But all of that is temporary, mm -hmm. and it's simply in preparation for, and they're moving down that road to the time when they can be out of school and be living an adult and productive, positive life. That's right. That's right. It's all getting one prepped or prepared for what's to come later. Yes. And so when we're living in this world from a spiritual perspective, we're getting ready for heaven. That's we the way it should be. That's the way we should be living. Yes, we really should be. And we need to understand that our citizenship is not here. Mm -hmm. We're members ultimately of the Lord's kingdom, and we're not looking to make this place our main stay. No, not at all. Well, let's go to Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as you've been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Now we've seen that we're supposed to be transformed when we become Christians and not conformed any longer to this world. Romans 12 and verse 2. That's right. We're supposed to be changed. Mm -hmm. In fact, we saw in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, exactly that. We're mm -hmm. supposed to become different mm -hmm. creation or creatures. And, and Paul puts it that way. We're, we're no longer like that old man we used to be mm -hmm. before we became a Christian, living in sin, mm -hmm. under its condemnation. But we have become a new creation, 2 mm -hmm. Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Yes, the Christian is alive in Christ as opposed to being dead in their trespasses and sin. And while we're still living in this world, then we need to set our minds on heavenly things or mm -hmm. spiritual matters, Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. That's right. Because we're not of this world. Right. We are in this world, but mm -hmm. no longer identified with this world. Mm -hmm. So what we're reading here in Colossians chapter 2 and verses 6 through 8 is that, all right, you've taken on this new identity. Mm -hmm. You're no longer a person of the world. Yes. Now, what does he say? You have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Mm -hmm. Another way of putting that, Dennis, I think would be, all right, you've become a Christian now. Mm -hmm. Live like it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's just about as simple as we can put it. Live like you're a Christian. Mm -hmm. And then he gives some description there, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith. 
Well, so many people talk about how much faith they have, but they don't live like they have any faith hardly. Unfortunately, that's true. So he's saying live like you're established in the faith. Live by that faith, the teachings of the gospel, what you've been taught, Mm -hmm. and not just in a peripheral way or a piecemeal way, but he says abound in it Mm -hmm. with thanksgiving. Yes. Live that life fully Mm -hmm. and beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. Be careful that somebody doesn't hoodwink you mm-hmm. or trick you or even if they may be sincere in what they believe, lead you away from God. Yes. Don't let that happen. Yes. And I think Paul emphasizes that in the next phrase, according to the tradition of man. And there's the ways of the world again. That's exactly the ways of the world. Yes, yes. And again, standing in contrast to the ways of Christ. Yeah, exactly. We're Christians. Mm-hmm. We need to live like Christians. We do. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, a classic text on the exemplary life we're supposed to live as followers of Christ it goes into some detail there. And this is right from the Lord himself. What does he say? You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by man. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before man that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You're the salt of the earth. Salt is good. Indeed it is. Difficult to maintain life. In fact, we could say impossible to maintain life for an extended period without salt. It is needed. Absolutely needed. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, we find it something we take for granted because we can go out and buy it for, I don't know what it costs now to buy a box of salt. I remember when you could buy it for a nickel. Yeah. A nickel. Mm-hmm. Now, it costs more than that now, but it's still yes. relatively cheap. Yes, it is. But salt, when we think of all of its qualities, even as a preservative, mm-hmm. if it loses its its quality of being salt, Mm -hmm. it's about as worthless an item as I can imagine. Yeah, and it's, I think it's very interesting the way we can couch this, I think, and make it as consistent with the original terminology Jesus used as possible. But it, it seems like in study that I've done on this particular verse, he's talking about the fact that If the salt loses its uniqueness, its bite, its flavor, as you said, it then becomes worthless or useless. And really, there's nothing quite like salt when it comes to that distinctive flavor. And its ability. Mm -hmm. Now, in fact, Jesus says it is good for nothing. Mm -hmm but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, he's not really talking about salt here primarily. He's talking about 
our example mm -hmm. of Christian living before mm -hmm. the world. And I think that goes back to this original idea. If we as Christians lose that uniqueness yes. that we are supposed to have as Christian men and women, I think we are then are good for nothing. Yes, those identifying characteristics of Christianity. Mm -hmm. If we just look like the rest of the world, there's no distinctiveness, no mm -hmm. uniqueness, as you put it. Yes. Then what good are we? We're not. Then he goes on and he makes the same kind of illustration by, by identifying us or comparing us to being light mm -hmm. in a world that is engulfed by the darkness of sin. That's right. And worldliness. Mm-hmm. He says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. In other words, the message there is we're supposed to be like a city set on a hill. Yes. The lights come on. You see that city off in the distance and the hillside. Mm -hmm. You can't hide it because the lights are on. It's right there mm -hmm. on that hillside. It's up mm -hmm. above the landscape. Yes. It's obvious. That's right. And that's the way our lives, again, as Christian men and women should be. You know, you think about the fact that if we're, say, working in a medical facility, we're the only Christian in that medical facility, we're the light within that facility. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way. If we're working in a factory and we're the only Christian individual in that factory, we should be the light in that factory. We're supposed to be unique, distinctive, mm -hmm. and visible recognizable. Yes. In fact, Jesus goes on and he says in verse 15, you don't light a lamp and put it under a basket. <laughs> right. Now you might put it under a lampshade, but you don't put it under a basket that completely covers up the light. Yes, that's right. That's not what a light is for. No. So you put it on a lampstand, he says. You elevate it somewhat so that it can give off its rays and its radiance and it can light up the house. Mm -hmm. And so he says, now let your light, and that is your life, your Christian life, mm -hmm. so shine before men, the world around us, as you just so well described it, Dennis, mm -hmm. that others may see your good works, but not to your glory, right. but to glorify God. That's exactly right. People ought to be able to see Christ in us. Yes. Godliness in the way that we live our lives in mm -hmm. a godly fashion. That's right. Now, a comparison scripture is Philippians chapter 2 and verse 15. And here the Apostle Paul talks along the same line. He said, That you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. So blameless and harmless, now that would mean that we'd have to be living the righteous lifestyle. Right. That should bespeak all Christians, mm -hmm. all true Christians. And children of God, mm -hmm. and those are the children of God, those who have become true Christians. Yes. Notice he says, without fault. Now again, there's that righteous, scripture-following, lifestyle mm -hmm. without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation Yes, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, Dennis, if you were trying to navigate through the darkness, you would not be able to see which way the road goes oftentimes. Oh, no, you sure wouldn't. 
In fact, you might not even be able to see which way you're going. You might think mm -hmm. you're going in a straight direction, and actually you're kind of stumbling around from one direction to another because you can't see. You yes. can't see a straight line in front of you. Mm -hmm. Well, Paul says we're supposed, as Christians, living our lives, we're supposed to light the way, to dispel the darkness mm -hmm. for a world that is all caught up in darkness. Yes, and in doing so, there will be those who respond to that and will find their way. That's correct. And he describes the world as being a crooked and perverse generation. Mm -hmm. Well, there's that crooked road. Well, you're living in darkness. You can't see where you're going. Mm -hmm. But we're supposed to be those lights that light the way. Mm -hmm. And people then can see, ah, there is that straight and narrow way of truth mm -hmm. that's leading toward heaven. Yes. The way we live ought to be able to point that way. It should indeed. That's right. People ought to be able to see the way to heaven, mm -hmm. the way to God, the way to forgiveness, salvation, redemption, through the way that we live our lives. Absolutely. And again, that is to God's glory, not to our glory. Correct. So we are to be purposeful in the way we live our lives. Mm -hmm. Our lives should definitely not look like the rest of the world. Not at all. Our citizenship is in heaven. Mm -hmm. Our lives should look like people whose citizenship is in heaven. Yes. And yes. going back to what Paul said earlier, if we're Christians, we need to live like it. We do indeed. We need to look like it. Mm -hmm. And we need to be that positive example to the world around us. Mm -hmm. And most of them are not Christians. Right. And those, that's by, by the Lord's own words, mm -hmm. as we pointed out in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Mm -hmm. well, our time is up for today. So we're going to stop and park here. We'll come back and we'll continue on with this study next time. We do hope that our listeners have enjoyed and benefited from this time together today. And we would love to send you that free Bible study that will help you dig deep into the scriptures and learn how you can get out of the ways of the world, how you can take up the life of righteousness and light in Christ, and how you can live assured that your ultimate destination is heaven and how others can observe that lifestyle in you and then find the new way themselves. Why not call us right away?